Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations, Not Your Average Perspectives, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. Uh, uh. All right, thank we you. We should Megan. put that over like some um some music or something. Just let we it should. be the natural intro that comes in. Man, somebody needs to put me in the stew quick. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. So as you can probably tell, my name is Jordan and I've got Megan here with me today. Unfortunately, Dice is not with us, but she will be back. So yeah, let's just get into today's episode. Megan, why don't you tell us um, who that Not Your Average Black Girl shout out is for today? All right, guys. So our Not Your Average Black Girl shout out is a beautiful black woman by the name of Tynisa Starks. Tynisa is the owner of Just Butter. Just Butter is a black female-owned company that promotes healthy hair and skin using natural products. So I'm just going to name a few of the products that um, Tynisa offers with Just Butter. She offers a lot, y'all. She has whipped body butters, body oil, hair oil, um, inflammation ointment, lip scrubs, facial scrubs, body lotion. I mean, the list goes on and on. But something that I thought was very unique um, is that she offers, you know, personal care for your private parts, not only for women, but for men as well, y'all. You know, taking care of things down under is just very important. So y'all definitely need to check her products out. Um, You know, it's important to support small businesses, especially small Black businesses. Um, Her website is www.justjusbutta.com. LLC.com. Or if you're in the Atlanta area, um, you can visit the Kawiza. I hope I'm saying that right. Kawiza Towns, the beauty company off of Campbellton Road. And I, as usual, of course, we will make sure that we will link um her website as well as provide the address to where she's currently selling her products in the description of this episode. All right. Thank you so much, Megan, for that. Um, sounds amazing. I'm definitely gonna have to check her her website out. Okay, so now let's get into today's topic. And since this episode comes out on Mother's Day, it would just be right that we honor the mamas. This one is for the mamas, y'all. So today's episode... B-Y. Okay, no Fantasia. That's just the first... Do you know that baby mama song? Yeah, at first I was looking like crickets, but then it hit me. (laughs) See, that's why I need a third party sometimes. Dice would have caught it. Well, maybe not. I don't know. If, if you didn't catch it, then there's no hope for Dice catching it. Well, you know, my memory only goes back like three months at a time. So three I'm hours. Sorry. Yeah, you just caught me at the wrong time. But yeah, no. So today, this is for the mamas. And um, we're going to do, I think it's a bit of a different type of an episode. So today, we're just going to be sharing um, some of the amazing public mother figures that are just out and about in our community. Community, whether they're fictitious or if they're real, um, if they're celebrities or just whatever they're known for. We're just really going to highlight them today and just highlight some of the aspects that we think are so unique about their their status as a mom. So before we get into that, we're actually just going to talk about motherhood in general and just what it means to us. Um, now, full disclosure, neither Megan nor I are moms. So I don't know, don't troll us in the comments. <laughs> don't, you know, like, don't think we finna come with some high, I don't know, just They're gonna aspect. be like, well, what y'all doing discussing the topic then? Anyway, yeah, we're just here to talk about motherhood and just, you know, what it means to us. So, Megan, I'll let you go first. What do you, what do you think of when you think of motherhood? Um, For me, I just think of selflessness. I think of love. I think of um, support, a cheerleader, a best friend care. Those are all the things that I think of. Those are the examples that I had for my mom. She's just someone who will sacrifice anything and everything for the sake of her child. And I really admire that. And, you know, I just just hope to be um, a percentage of the kind of mother that she is because she just does so much. Even now as an adult, um, as a married adult at that, there's still nothing that she wouldn't do for me. Um, and I also see that in like other mothers that I know, you know, in our age group, I have a couple of best friends who 
our mothers. And um, when I think of like their motherhood, it's just them. They just do whatever it is they have to do. Like their child is always at the forefront of their mind. Um, So yeah, I'm going to take it back to that selflessness. That's what I think of. Yeah, I think selflessness is a great word um, because when I think of my mom and for some of our OG listeners who are with us from season one, then you've already had the chance to meet my mom. Um, I just don't even know if I'll be half the mama that she is. I really don't know. She has set the bar so high um, just to see her not only as a mother, but as a daughter to my grandmother. Um, even my dad said it, he was like, the, the bar is set so high because she was an amazing daughter. She continues to be an amazing mom. Um, and Lord Jesus, I just don't know what my kids going to be expecting of me. Like, I think the joke or the comparison would be like, I got Oshkosh, but my kids get in Walmart, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I definitely think like motherhood is one of those things that, um, you just don't know it until you do it. Like you're never ready for it. You know, um, it's, I guess that maternal instinct just comes out when it's time to come out. And that always brings me back to the fact that as humans, we are animals. So it's just one of those like primitive responses that we have that we don't even think about. Mm -hmm. And I guess because I don't have kids, so I haven't had to think about it. I just haven't seen those instincts of myself yet. But just knowing my mom and seeing what she did for me and my brother, I think I definitely have an amazing example and blueprint to follow if I'm ever at a loss or um, have a question as to what to do next. Like, what do I do now? So I agree. I've heard that before that, like, you know, you can read books, you can talk to people, you can watch TV, you know, you can do whatever it is that you think you need to do to prepare, but there's just something about like when that child arrives, you know, it just kicks in. You just know um what to do. So I'm I'm right there with you. And um I agree, you know, Val and Selena then <laughs> set some standards here. So hopefully we'll be able to live up to them. I know, man, I'm telling y'all, all I have right now is a dog. <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes that is difficult enough, like just managing. So, um, you know, we still got a little bit of work to do, but we'll get there. Megan, I'm excited to see the kind of mom that you'll be. Um, I definitely think you're going to be the the calm. Me too. Like, <laughs> I think you're going to be the calm mom, but I feel like you're going to be the mom who has all the unique um, like repercussions in, in forms of discipline. Like, I can't necessarily see you whooping a child, but I can see you like... I don't know, taking a cell phone and giving them like some old flip phone you found in the back of your closet and like <laughs> the embarrassment of using the flip phone serve the purpose of getting a spanking. The Nokia. Like, I, yeah, I can see you coming up with some stuff that I'm like, oh, that's good, that's good, that's good, you know, so. Yeah, no, I'm definitely about the, um, you know, the different ways of just uh, discipline and I was never whooped, but I also was not bad, full disclaimer, because I know some people will come for you when you say that. I was not bad, so I don't know if it's that my mama didn't believe in beatings or if it's that she just never needed to use one. I I was not bad, so, you know, I don't have that experience now. My other half is going to tell you a completely different story. He will tell you in a heartbeat. He was bad. He got his whoopings. From his mama, his grandmama, it was whatever parent saw you first. So <laughs> that's who gave it to him. And he's very adamant. They're like, oh, yeah, if our kids are bad like me, they definitely going to know what it's like. I'm not really for it, but we'll just see when we cross that bridge. But no, you're right. I think I'm going to be a little unique. I'm definitely going to be like um, that nerd mom that is like checking my baby off on their developmental milestones because I mean, that's that's just a part of what I do in my everyday life anyways. It's just going to be, like, embedded in me. Like, okay, mm-hmm. are they doing this? Are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Are they doing this? Are they doing that? Not in an obsessive way, but just to be, um, you know, proactive and, yeah. and monitor, yeah. you know, what milestones they're not hitting and everything. Giving y'all a little bit of free knowledge here on this podcast for you parents out there. 
look, please do, because somebody like me who didn't grow up around kids, I was the youngest of us two. My child could be two and not even crawling yet, and I wouldn't know no difference. <laughs> so, JK, JK, I would know. Um, but yeah, so anyway. All right, so let's get into some of these um, mama figures that we have on our list to discuss today. So I'll go ahead and kind of start with the first one, because I feel like this is going to be no surprise to a lot of people. But Beyonce, I mean, I feel like that's everybody's mama. Queen. Queen, the queen right there. Like, she has really raised a generation, a nation, a culture, and three other kids that we call our siblings. You know, like, she has raised a lot of us. Um, But one thing that I think about even more so, because fun fact that y'all may or may not know about me, and please do not drag me in the comments. Um... I was not necessarily like a super Beyonce stan before the Lemonade album. Now, I never hated Beyonce. (laughs) I never, um, you know, had anything bad to say about her. Always respected her as an artist. But how Drake says, girls love Beyonce. That was just never me. Like, I enjoyed her music, but I was not a part of the hive. Well, after Lemonade... I joined the hive. I was inducted. <laughs> we recruited um, you. We recruited yes, you. Yes, yes, Y'all got me on that one. And so um, one of the biggest things that I just kind of associate to Beyonce is her work ethic. And then to see that homecoming documentary that she did with Netflix and to see the type of show that she put on for Coachella. Um, I think she was like their first African-American female headliner ever. And to know that she had just given birth to those two twins and was still breastfeeding and preparing for that show. Like when you say work ethic, y'all, that is work ethic, dedication and passion. And she did it like it was nothing. And like, we know Beyonce is already superhuman. Like we've heard her sing, we've seen her dance. We've heard her sing and dance at the same time live. So we already knew she was superhuman, but um, to see her as a super mom, to me, it just kind of seemed like she took on another level of like, awesomeness and she just unlocked a whole different um standard for like the industry that she's currently in but like I said she just unlocked a whole different standard of being a role model for everyday people who look up to her and just knowing how she kept the business going like she was working and doing her mom duties at the same time so I thought that was really awesome Megan yeah I echo everything you said I mean you know I've been a I've been a stan you know what I'm saying since before we was saying Stan, um, just, you know, so I mean, I'm definitely going to agree with you hands down because I just been loving Beyonce since like the Bills, Bills, Bills <laughs> days. But um, all jokes aside, I mean, I agree with you, Jordan. I think that she definitely has shown how you can essentially have it all right because we often hear the stories of so many women um, who feel like they have to choose, you know, it's either be a really good mom or be a really good businesswoman. Um, and I think that she's shown like, no, it's possible to do both. You know, you can get on stage um, and blow everybody's mind at Coachella and still put your kids down for bed at night. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have it all. Um, you know, I think that, and then, you know, I just think it just goes to show that like with good determination, you know, and discipline, there's nothing that as women that we cannot do. Um, and another thing I really admire about Beyonce is like, you know, let's take it a few years back to when Blue Ivy, you know, was still a toddler. I feel like everybody in this country, everyone in this world, even some of her fans were really on her very hard about Blue Ivy's hair, right? Um, just constantly saying they have too much money. Why don't they do that baby's hair? Why they let her look like that? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, to see her now, you know what I'm saying? Like her hair is down her back. It is so beautiful, which I know that that's not hard to do if you just take care of a child's hair. But I say that to say that like, you know, I really admire that although she was a new mother, like she didn't stray from what she wanted to do. Like she you know, they stuck to whatever it was they were going for, um, let her just grow into her own. And they didn't change, you know, for approval of others. And I think that um, when it comes to like looking at motherhood or mothers that we admire, I think that that's a very good trait to have, you know, someone who isn't worried about outside opinion and is just like laser focused on what they know to be best for their kid, regardless of the backlash that those decisions may get them. Um, 
And I really admire that about her. I feel like Beyonce is like, Beyonce is like the goat, man. She's undefeated in my eyes. Don't debate me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, remember when we used to say that after everything? Don't debate me. (laughs) Or don't at me for you Twitter people. Don't at me. I think um, another thing that's really great about Beyonce is to see her as a sister. Um, and not only mm-hmm. just a sister, but a big sister too. And so I really do admire her and Solange's relationship from the gate. You know, um, their family is really good about keeping, you know, family secrets, family secrets. So we never really know what's going on in their family. Um, mm-hmm. But just to, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just know, I feel it in my heart that one day when either Beyonce or Solange reaches like, age 65 they're gonna sit down with whoever the oprah of that time is and mm-hmm. they're gonna tell us what happened in that elevator it's coming. oh yeah yeah we it's gonna find coming. out we gonna, we gonna get gonna it one out. day yeah but um have you ever heard i'm trying to remember oh it was fabulous have you ever heard that story that fabulous told and i believe it was on the breakfast club but he talked about how beyonce checked him at a party one time about the line that he had and i can't remember what song it was but i do remember the line and the line was like if you could have beyonce would you take solange Hmm. and um she she checked him and he was like yo like it scared him because he was he was saying that she told him that it hurt Solange's feelings to have someone compare them like that as if the world didn't already compare them, you know, look wise, right. talent wise. And this was way before, you know, planes in the sky and cranes in the sky or whatever. And don't touch my hair. Now all y'all want to be on Solange and everything like that. But <laughs> before she had her own, you know, little music standing or foundation that people recognized, I'll say, uh, people were constantly 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 comparing Solange to to Beyonce and so it was just really cool to I don't know just kind of see the relationship and it feels like Beyonce was very protective over her always uplifted her sister um had her involved in everything that Destiny's Child did to everything that she did as an individual artist and so I love that basically she never allowed outside opinions kind of like in the same example of Blue Ivy's hair she never allowed the opinions of the outside world to taint or um, influence her relationship with those that mattered most. And that's really amazing as well. I agree. I admire anybody who rides hard for their family at the end of the day, you know, who can't um, be pressured into talking bad about them or, you know, being cool in the, in the instance you gave with the, um, the fab example, being cool with somebody who, you know, this is their family. I, I think that's really, really dope. I'm not going to lie. Um, as you started explaining the situation, I did recall what you were talking about at first. I was like, mm, I ain't never heard that one. But no, I, I agree. I mean, we got the Queen Bee. Don't say nothing negative about her. The Hive gonna get you for all of our right. listeners. That's me. You now. don't That's agree. Me. You don't agree with what we saying. You better keep it to yourself because we coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. So the next mama <laughs> that I want to give a little little shout out moment to, mm-hmm. and let me just go ahead and give a a previous disclosure. We typically don't don't highlight this family, but I feel like if you don't highlight anybody from this group, <laughs> we don't endorse this family. Yes, we try not to acknowledge them um, as little as possible. But if you are going to dedicate any portion of an episode to any one of them, it might as well be the mom. And that is none other than Miss Chris Jenner herself. And I'm sorry, y'all, but that is the boss mama. She she is say, a boss. Let me just say, you know them memes that be like, <laughs> the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Like, boy, if the internet ain't never, if y'all ain't never said nothing that was factual, y'all said that. Like, that's the truth. Okay, that woman works hard. Um... Chris Jenner is, is also, when it comes to her lane of what she does, she is also undefeated. Like anyone who is looking to become famous definitely has something to um, learn from her. I mean, Chris Jenner knows how to do what she does, hands down. I don't know what all Jordan was going to say about her. I don't want to like steal her, her thunder or anything, but. I know that for me, as far as like learning who that family was and stuff and just observing like scandal after scandal and 
seeing um, them make money the way that they have, I will say that like them or not, you got to give it to Kris Jenner and say like, at the end of the day, we talked about Lemonade with Beyonce, but at the end of the day, you know, Kris Jenner is also a woman who that lady knows how to take lemons and make the whole lemonade factory. Like, I just admire how whatever it is that her children you know, throw at her in terms of their decisions, she finds a way to, um, you know, help them basically get more money off of it, get more notoriety off of it. And it sounds bad because we talk a lot about how money is and everything. But um, I think that Kris Jenner is maybe the example of, you know, someone who has just learned that, okay, maybe it's not going to help my kid if I wallow with them. Maybe if it's maybe it's not going to help my kid if I just sit here and, you know, become down and defeated about their current situation with them. Maybe I need to think bigger about, okay, this is messed up. It's a mistake. You made it. It's terrible. But now what can we get out of it? You know, I'm almost like an optimistic type of attitude, if you will. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't know how old we were when it happened, but when that whole sex tape thing happened with Kim, right? Like the fact that she now makes money, you know, if people buy it or-, or I mean, a billionaire, it. there's two billionaires in their family yeah. off of spinning a sex tape. And I'm sorry, but Kris Jenner was the brains behind that. Yeah, no, she absolutely so, was. Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with you. You know, say what you want about the children, but the one thing that you can't take away is that Kris Jenner is the hardest working manager in the business. And I think she will probably go down in history as the hardest working or one of the hardest working managers um, in, in in the entertainment industry. And I think Megan did a really great job at summarizing how she was able to, you know, create a way where there was no way <laughs> for that family. But I would even speak to just her support as a mother. And I know you did speak to that, but really you can see her love for her children, like regardless of the dumb decisions that they make or just the decisions that they make in life, um, the various financial, you know, standpoints that they find them at, she really does have love for her kids. And so it's really cool to see that um, even though the business and the family is now all convoluted, she still has that that love of a mother there, even though business is involved. Yeah. And I think that's really cool to see. She's a, a good TV example, because we don't know these people, right? We only know what they give us. But I think she's a good true, true, true. TV slash social media slash whatever example of um, a mother's love knowing no boundaries. Like, you know, although it was a read, I live for that scene where she was like getting on to them when they were telling her what she shouldn't, shouldn't be doing for Rob. With Rob. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I've supported you, 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 and you going to do him the same way. And I I, I can dig that at the end of the day, because, um, who wants to really hear I told you so, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be just awful if she was like a real dragon behind the scenes and we done sat here and gave her like five minutes I know, of right? show <laughs> to say good things? Chris, don't disappoint us now. Don't please disappoint don't, us. Please don't. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next mama. And this is a show, mom. Um, She kind of raised the generation before us, even though I guess maybe not the generation before us, but she was a part of the generation before us. But anyway, nonetheless, this is going out to Claire Huxtable. She is the sassy and professional mama. Amen. Um, Amen, amen, right? Claire was... I feel like the original bad B, excuse my language, you got to put some respect on it. But Claire was the original like bad ass mom that you just strive to be. She was professional, yet she still, she didn't have um, that impression that Hollywood sometimes gives black women, especially when you're, like I said, a professional, a lawyer at that, and you have a strong mind of your own. They didn't harden her. And I love to see that balance in her character. And so that's why we threw sassy and professional together to give her that Mm -hmm. sassy and professional mama persona, because that's exactly what she was. Like she still had her femininity about her. She still had her sexiness about her, but yet she also had that don't play with her about her as well. Like what mama says is is what goes. So yeah, Megan. I'm going to be honest. You probably don't know this about me, Jordan. Like I can't say that, um, I ever walked around saying it, but when I think about like positive, because I used to love old shows growing up. I still do. Um, Even though it wasn't our time, our generation, like the Claire Huxtables, 
um, you know, the Aunt Viv's, dark-skinned Aunt Viv. <laughs> um, those are like some of the women who I would look at on TV and be like, ooh, I want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just professional on my game, but like still coming home, you know, and taking care of business. But when it comes to Claire Huxtable specifically, you know this about me. Our listeners don't know this about me that like I've, you know, had dreams of becoming a lawyer. Maybe I will still do it one day. Um, but honestly, I used to always say like, oh, I want to be just like that. Like Claire Hooks, like she's a lawyer, she's on her game. And then she's got like this huge family, all these kids, because again, taking it back to what, what we were saying about Beyonce, um, they kind of condition you to believe with our generation that you can't have it all, you know, and she showed that like you can, you know, I mean, a lawyer, come on now. I mean, obviously, you know, but like a lawyer with five kids and a husband and she's actually yeah. involved in the family. Yeah. Like, come on, but no, I think you said it perfectly when it comes to like the sass, but yet the softness and the professionalism all in one. Um, they didn't harden her, like you said. And and I loved that. She was definitely a fave for me. Yep, yep. All right. And so the next mom or pair of moms that we're going to go to, um, Vanessa Bryant and Lauren London, we have officially dubbed them as our strong mamas. Um, so if you all, I'm sure everybody understands and knows why we call them our strong moms, but um, both of them have just suffered some terrible losses that I could not even imagine suffering in my lifetime but they both lost their kings, right? Um, but to see them continue to live life the way that they have, and you know that they're struggling because grief is a very, very, very long process, but to see, but to see the support that they have um, and the strength that they have displayed for their families and for their fans and just for the entire community at large, you gotta give them their flowers, you gotta give them their credit. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, it's very clear why they are some beautiful examples, some great examples. Um, Like you said, I mean, we don't even have children yet. And I sometimes think like, dang, I don't know how I would get through what they're doing. Um, But something I wanted to acknowledge with Vanessa Bryant um, outside of, you know, her loss, outside of having to deal with this huge adjustment. I think that she's also to be commended, um, you know, just for the role that she has played throughout um, all four of her daughter's lives, you know, being married to someone um, who is so in such high demand of their career, you know what I'm saying? Like being in relationships with, you know, these, these rappers, these athletes, um, even, you know, CEOs, like choosing to be with someone and have a family with someone who is going to be in a very high demand career. Um, and maybe can't be there every second of the day. I think that, you know, moms like Vanessa Bryant, who hold it down, who raise, you know, respectable young girls the way that she's doing, um, are definitely to be commended because it's, it's, it's clearly not easy when you're a single parent, right? But, you know, in a perfect world, both parents could stay home all day, every day. None of us would have to work or have a career or a passion. We could just, the money would just pop up. But the fact that she, um, you know, just held it down for so long, you know, unfortunately, um, Kobe Bryant hadn't been retired for that long before he passed. And so, you know, I just can imagine that there are some things about their routine that she probably did um, on her own. I know that he was more than involved, but just, you know, being married to someone who is, you know, like I said, in such the limelight, I'm sure that that is not easy. And so I really admire her for um, just being someone who holds it down in light of their husband's demanding career. So on top of her loss and Lauren London's loss, I also just kind of wanted to shout that out um, about her. Cause you know, we don't, we don't give a lot of credit, I think as a society um, to stay at home moms, like we acknowledge it, but I don't think that people still 100% like respect how hard it is to say like, this is my job to be home with these kids like mm -hmm. that's hard work so yeah. shout out to her for that um definitely you know constantly praying for her and her family and lauren london and her family as well 
Yeah. Um, another thing that I just wanted to add is both of them were married to such influential men in our community, right? In their own respects. But a lot of people looked up to them um, because they gave back to the community, whether it was, you know, I don't know, just a different mindset, whether it was a way out or if it was an aspiration and something to look up to, something to look forward to. Like they both fed into the black community just so, so much, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And what I love is that not only have these two mothers exemplified strength in, you know, just kind of like being there for their children after their passing. But like I said, being there for the fan community um, and for, you know, like their immediate community of the friends and families um, that their husbands impacted or that their yeah husbands impacted. I think what's also really cool is to see how they've just kind of like stepped into the shoes and the roles of their men, if that makes sense. Like, you know, sometimes fans and um, pop culture can be so hard on people. Not like I expected pop culture to be hard on them during this time, but um, the way that they've just kind of like stepped into the shoes of their husbands or step into their own shoes, but it's just been so, so respected and so well revered that I think that's something to be said to the quality of their characters and to the quality of them as women. I agree. Um, And so I don't ever want to make it seem like, oh, they were built for this, but you just really see their true self shine through um, these tragic situations, right? I hate that it had to be something like this to kind of illuminate them, but boy, oh boy, have they just shined, you know? Yeah. And you've really been able to see them for who they are. And I guess now we're really seeing what these men loved about them. And obviously they would be, you know, just as much quality, if not better than the men that, you know, we consider to be high quality because of mm-hmm. what they gave our community. So Sometimes it's just- God uses you for reasons you can't, yeah. can't see. And I definitely think that, um, as time goes on, we'll get to see more and more ways in which he's using the two of them. Because I definitely yeah. think we're witnessing his work, you know, right before our eyes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you, Megan. I feel like you said that a lot better than I did and with a lot less words. <laughs> but yeah. No, you said it perfectly. Oh. okay well let's go to our next mama this is a tv mom but this one is going to um the mother of the house of evangelista herself miss bianca rodriguez and if you don't know who that is that is um Bianca from Pose. So definitely get into it. I know Pose is on FX. I personally love Pose. I don't believe Megan has seen the show. So Megan, but do you know what it is? I do know what it is. Um, I don't know her character. Pose is one of those shows that's on my watch list. You know how like on demand you have a watch list of shows you want to binge. So I'm on a list to binge, y'all. I just haven't got the chance. But I know that the new season is like coming really soon. Um, so it's in my plans to do it before that new season comes but tell me about it what makes her so great so this uh next season just for your info but the next season is going to be the final season so you definitely need to get into it so you can watch that with us and enjoy the saga as it ends unfortunately but um pose is basically telling the story of the lgbtq plus community more specifically like the trans and queer part of the communities in um, the bronx and the new york area i believe it's actually set in like the 80s but basically bianca's character is a um latin american or hispanic queer um transgender person in in New York and she's involved in the ballroom community um, for the 80s and around that time. So one of the really great things that I like is that it exposes the ballroom community kind of when, not necessarily when it was at its height or when it was at its um, origin, but basically you like follow the story of ballroom and the people that are impacted by the ballroom community. And really you do get to see it kind of like transform and progress into what we know it to be now. So throughout one of the seasons, I can't remember if it's the first or the second season, but they talk about like how Madonna came out with her song Vogue and how that really took the ballroom community to the next level. And I think that's actually very interesting and it kind of foreshadowed, well not necessarily foreshadowed because I guess it's something that's just been happening throughout history, but how how 
mainstream media does kind of bite off the LGBTQ plus community, like with everything oh, that's yeah. happening right now with Roland with Ray the, and Coyle Ray with the yeah. big purr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's kind of the same thing that you saw with Madonna, at least that's what I pulled out was Madonna um, kind of biting off their their uh, whole vibe in the ballroom because voguing was a part of, or still is a part of the ballroom culture. So um, basically, I think Bianca Rodriguez is a beautiful human being, not only her character, but just, um, you know, the way she looks and honestly, just what she represents as a mother. But one of the big, I guess, like character flaws was there is a category of ballroom culture. So like there's different categories, you know, when they say in the category is, you know, right. So from each house, you'll have a girl or a person who um, typically performs and wins trophies in specific categories. And so there's one category that's like face and it's supposed to be beauty. And so she always wanted to do like the beauty category, but her house mom at the time never respected her as beautiful. So um, it just kind of, you know, just really tells her story. And obviously they talk about like the AIDS epidemic and how it affects the LGBTQ plus community and just so many moving parts of what it really means to be a family. Um, And so I really felt it was important just to include Bianca Rodriguez, because I think if nothing else, she just goes to show that I think being a mom is just in you sometimes. It's not necessarily what you look like. It's not necessarily about how you were born, but the characteristics of what it takes to just be selfless um, and lay your life down or aside for a child or someone that you see as a child, that that just has to be in you. You know, God gives that to you. You know, that's not something that is just allocated to you because of what you are. You know, it's either in you or it's not. Um, And so I definitely, definitely advise that you go watch the show Pose just to watch Bianca's story because, boy, like, I I didn't even do her character justice to explain all the ways in which she is a phenomenal example of what it means to be a mom and the love that she has for her kids. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Oh, wow. Well, I'm definitely going to watch it, hands down, and I will be coming back to you with my notes as I always do. <laughs> Please do, ma'am. Let me know. Maybe we can, you know, watch the last season together. We could get like a whole little watch party going. And, yeah. Uh, if I binge before the new season, we could be watching it at the same time. Okay. All right. And our final mom on the list today is Miss Gabrielle Union. And we have dubbed her the cool, persistent mama, right? Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to say that Gabrielle Union is the cool mom because have you not just seen her whole like just vibe and relationship with Kavia? First of all, Kavia is the coolest baby in the world, but like... She really is. Kavia, honestly, Jordan, I imagine your daughter will be something like Kavia. <laughs> like definitely so. a baby who gives you a run for your money. That little girl is funny like when they Love. post those videos especially now that she's talking like mm-hmm. she's hilarious I pray my kids are like like genuinely seriously funny because I will not be fake laughing in my own home I won't like if their jokes are poo I'm telling you <laughs> shit sucks no, I'm joking <laughs> but yeah no um Davia's hilarious like she really is hilarious and I kind of feel like the personality that we now know her to have was just kind of envisioned by her mom I'm not gonna lie like I kind of feel like Gabrielle's personality um in some way either rubbed off on Kavia or I don't know, maybe this is just what she always thought her daughter would be like and Kavia just came to fruition. But I just think it's so um, hilarious how the personality they kind of created for her before she can talk is in fact what her personality is. And so I definitely say she's the cool mom. And also, too, just to see her love and support of Zaya and um, just to see her as the cool stepmom and the way that she's mm-hmm. taken to Dwayne's um, older children. I think that's amazing. She's a really good role model, you know, for the cool mom, the accepting mom, but also to the stepmama. Because, you know, I know some of y'all, y'all probably be talking yeah. crazy about y'all stepmamas, but Gabby cool. That's really important to highlight, Jordan. I'm glad that you um brought that up because just how we talked about how people don't acknowledge um stay-at-home mo- mothers enough. I think that, you know, sometimes stepmothers get the bad end of the stick too. You know, everybody thinks that they're trying to step in and, you know, replace someone and all they're trying to do for the most part 
It's just love on the children, show that they're an extra layer of support and that they're going to be there through whatever thick and thin. Um, so I think that that's really important to highlight that because we we need to acknowledge that more. Um, and I, you know, I just, I definitely can, can relate. Um, and then as far as the persistent factor, you guys, so when Jordan and I were talking about this, um, I felt like it was really important to kind of just include Gabrielle Union's persistence in her personal journey of birthing her own child. Um, she was very open a few years ago um, when Kavya was was born or either slightly before. Um just with sharing about her journey of going through IVF and experiencing fertility struggles. And I just like for her to open up and for her to share with us that she experienced roughly nine miscarriages. I think in one of the interviews, she said she honestly lost count, but she could for sure remember nine miscarriages trying to carry her own baby, you know, to fulfill her own dreams and wishes of being a mother, but, you know, just creating a life between her and her new husband. I really admire that she, number one, shared that with us because she didn't have to do that. um, And she didn't have to contribute to bringing awareness to how common it is for women to go through fertility struggles. Um, But she did, and I'm glad that she did just to make other women in the world more comfortable and feel like they're not alone if they're going through the same thing or experiencing um, the same disappointment. And so one of the things that I really want to say is, you know, I feel like it's important to honor um, the fact that she shed light on, you know, choosing a surrogate was not them giving up. It was just them acknowledging that, you know, I'm going to have my kid, but maybe I won't be able to carry my kid, but it doesn't make me any less um, of a mother, doesn't make me, you know, any less of a woman. And I really like that she just shared her story with us. And um, I admire her persistence because there are some people out here who just, you know, it's discouraging, right? I, I mean, I would imagine I can't relate, but it's discouraging to, you know, be pregnant time after time after time, continue to have it not work out. You know, you can become doubtful, I'm sure. Um, and I just appreciate her sharing that with us because you never know who you're helping or who you're encouraging to just try one more time or maybe, you know, take a different route, consider adoption, surrogacy, if you can afford it, you know, just all of these things. So, Shout out to her um, just for not giving up. And I'm glad they didn't give up because that baby is too cute. (laughs) And she gives us content for days. Like We needed Kavya. (laughs) The world definitely needed Kavya. So she did us all a favor. um, She really did. By continuing. And honestly, I was telling Megan, um, that was my first time hearing this before you told me. So I did not oh, really? know that she had, yeah, I did not know that she struggled with giving birth uh, that many times, but boy, I can only imagine, I can only imagine because I know just the whole process of being with child is so sentimental for a lot of people, I'm sure if not everyone. Um, and so having gone through that many miscarriages and, you know, gone through the process of carrying and losing a child, like that stuff stays with you. And to have done it that many times, I mean, she's strong. She mm-hmm. is strong. And that was really amazing and honorable of her to to share her story with us, because I hope that it encourages somebody else, you know, who may be out there going through the same struggle with um, yeah. having their own child. Definitely, definitely. Um, And shout out to the moms who adopt as well. I don't think we had anyone in our list who um, adopted all of their children, but shout out to the moms who adopt. I don't want to leave y'all out. You are also warriors because, you know, it's one thing to love the child that, you know, comes from you. (laughs) You know, if you're a halfway decent person, you kind of don't have a choice, right? But I think it's another thing. to one, be a mom who recognizes that you can't provide the way that you want to, so you give your child up for adoption. Shout out to those mothers. And I also think that it's another thing to, um, you know, choose to love a child, you know, because at the end of the day, the ones who adopt don't have to adopt. Adoption is not mandatory. Um, so I think that that's really important. And just want to shout out to those women. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, I think that kind of sums up our ode to the mamas um, during today's conversation. Megan, I think we did a good job. What do you say? 
I think we did as well. Just wanted to shed some light and some love. And this episode is going to come out on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all of the beautiful mothers out there, especially our mothers. Yes, I was love just you like guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> both of our mothers are, are avid listeners and supporters. So I don't want them yes. to be like, y'all did that whole episode and y'all didn't even acknowledge your own mamas. Because I know that I would. I know she would. So happy Mother's Day, girl. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Y'all the goats for real. All right, guys. So now it's time to get into your not your average news. So for the first topic today, I'm sure you all have probably heard by now, but Bill and Melinda Gates have called it quits after 27 years of marriage. You know what this means, Megan? It means it's, it's like <laughs> single ladies' time. So, did you see where people were hitting him up and was like, "Hey, big head" in his DMs or whatever? But I just want to say, City Girls up by ten points because reportedly, like the same day that she filed, like earlier that day, he had just given her like um, I can't remember the amount, but a couple of millions. It was like two billion, billion, or yeah, billion in stocks, and then she still filed for divorce. So, city girls up by ten. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) I don't blame her. I was telling my friends, this like the lotto. Anybody can get a shot. It could be your time. It could be your chance. No, for real. I mean, getting there, white can ladies. I'm sure Bill is on the rebound, and I mean, gentlemen too. You know, if y'all think y'all can shoot your shot, go for it. Yeah, it's definitely hot girl summer for Melinda. So get at her, fellas. Get at her. Okay, guys, so up next, um, I'm sure everybody has seen this as well, but um, Vanessa Bryant did an apparel line in honor of her daughter, Gianna, for her 15th birthday, and it sold out in less than a day. Um, 100% 100%, of the proceeds uh, go to the Mamba and the Mamba Cedar Sports Foundation, and the name of the clothing line was called Mabasita, which was Gianna's nickname. So, um, Megan, did that you see that? really cute, too. Yeah, I saw it. Um, I know it's probably going to be impossible, you know, um, to get your hands on it now that it's sold out. But I heard it sold out in, like, seconds. So, yeah, you know, if you were in that lucky number, I envy you. But uh, glad you were able to support and, you know, donate to that foundation. Okay. All right. So in the realm of Black excellence, another female Nigerian teen gets 19 full ride scholarship offers worth more than $5 million from U.S. and Canada schools. Her name is Victoria Yinka Banjo, and I hope I pronounced her name correctly, and she's only 17 years old. Um, Megan, I don't know if you've been seeing this, but there have been a lot, a lot, a lot of, like, Black teen girls who have been getting, like, $1 million, $2 million, $5 million mm-hmm. worth of scholarships from, like, all of the, like, top colleges. Um, and I just kind of feel like they just outdoing themselves. Like, each time the number just goes up. Yeah, yeah. I think so. it's a good thing. Um definitely not to bring it down but I will say on the flip side of that you know there are a lot of people when they see stuff like that um and it's no color to it but it's a lot of people when they see stuff like that they get um a little bit upset because you know they'll see that like the teens have applied to um you know 15 20 colleges um sometimes more and um people will be upset because they're like you know that's that's a I don't know, I guess an application or a seat, so to speak, you know, that you took from someone else and you knew you had no intention of going to that school. Like, because I mean, let's be real. There are some people out there who apply to college just to say they got into this school, but they have no intention of going to that school. Um, I don't necessarily feel that way, but I did just want to acknowledge like it's a little bit of um, some people see this as a win, but there are because I did see this story. But there are some people out there who kind of see it as selfish. They're like, why don't these kids narrow down where they want to go to school and apply just there? Why are you taking up like, I guess, space at schools, you know, you're not going to go to. But um, I don't share those sentiments. I say congratulations to her at the end of the day. Yeah. And um. I pray these people don't blow me up in the comment section, but I would have to just disagree with that. Thank you for highlighting it. But with the way admissions works, like if someone um, is offered an admissions to a college or what have you, and they don't take it, then that's now an open seat. 
So even if she does apply to like 19 colleges or more, she can only go to one. And it's yeah. not like the other 18 are going to hold a spot open for her until the first day of class. Like, no, nah, you know, there's a seat deposit deadline. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't make that, then. I think people just be hating. That's all. That's yeah. why I said, like, yeah, I disagree just at the end of the same. day. But I noticed that that's a, that's a thing. Like, people be upset. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing it to, to our attention. <laughs> all right. So moving in um, to some, I guess, more exciting news. Not like that wasn't exciting, but uh, Kamala Harris will be the first vice president to have a wax figure at Madame Tussauds, like, wax house. Is it a wax house? I think it is a wax house. I've never been. Is it a wax house? You know, I've I've never heard anyone say the ending of it. They just always say Madame Tussauds. And I'm like, Madame Tussauds what? I feel like there's more there, but that's dope, though. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And honestly, I think she would be, like, the first president like don't quote me but i think she'll be the first president not just vice president but you know Mm -hmm. titles Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay and and also some more exciting news ohio has become the latest state to allow transgender residents to change their genders on their birth certificates i really um that made me happy yeah yeah that yeah that that made me happy because i know how important it is to go by your preferred gender or your Mm -hmm. preferred name and especially to see that reflected on vital um, legal documents like your birth certificate or your driver's license and things like that. That's mm-hmm. a real milestone. So I was excited to see Ohio join the realm. Uh, Megan, you want to take this next one? Yeah, y'all. So, you know, the streets, the streets <laughs> are talking. It is, you know, confirmed in my eyes. Um, Tristan Thompson has yet again cheated on Chloe Clown Kardashian. That's who we refer to her as on this podcast here. Um, there's another, you know, there's two women. It started off with just one woman. IG model Sydney Chase went on some podcast. Um, I think it was the No Jumper podcast. And she told her story about her relationship with Tristan and how they met and how they've been together and had contact as recent as the day after his daughter's birthday party or the day after her birthday, one of the two. Um, and, you know, she was under the impression that they were broken up. And when she found out that he and Chloe, in fact, were still together, she cut him off. But y'all, this story gets juicy because he has since sent her a cease and desist, but sis say on her IG that she going to keep talking because she say he not going to silence her. So, um, you know, it's getting juicy. And um, since she's come out, there's another woman, and I'm sorry that I don't know her name for y'all, but I do know that I saw it on IG. There's another woman who is claiming to have, like, you know, hardcore proof the same way Sydney Chase did about her relationship with him as well. So, you know, this is just a PSA to all our listeners out there. You do not have to settle for a piece of a man, okay? Uh, because that's what he is, a piece of a man. But, you know, stay tuned um, for that because at this point I'm asking for um, y'all to respect Tristan's privacy. <laughs> that's the kind of time I'm on with this because uh, I don't know what's wrong with Chloe. And then what else we got for y'all? Okay, y'all, so I'm really excited about this one. Zeus, y'all know the network Zeus strikes again. So there is a show called Baddies ATL that is coming soon. Um, Actually, May 16th is when it will premiere. And y'all, it's going to be like a little Bad Girls Club reunion. So for you BGC fans, it's going to be some real household, real heavy hitter names. Um, Tanisha Thomas, Judy J. Um, Natalie Nunn and then Sarah Oliver, Oliver, just a few of the people who will be um, on the cast, but there are about four or five other ladies who will be joining. I'm super excited. And I heard that um, Bad Girls Club a few seasons just got put on Hulu. So I'm sure that is not by coincidence. Um, y'all check that out. I know I'm gonna be watching. So, you know, y'all watch it and let's chat. Y'all know I'll be on Clubhouse. Let's start a room. Let's talk about it. Um, so this is a little bit of a downer. So Tiny and Shikana, if you know, you know, um, appear to no longer be friends. It seems that both of them have kind of confirmed this story um, on the internet, just through subliminal posts and interviews, etc. So I just wanted to say, you know, let's keep the girl power going. Let's keep this little pair um, in our thoughts and in our prayers. And, you know, we love to see a good friendship. Um and I hate to, you know, see that it's ended. They've been friends for a while. So let's keep them uplifted, y'all. And then um, we're going to go back up to happy. You know, I had to give you a little bit of a mix. Leanne Pinnock 
if you know, you know from Little Mix is pregnant, y'all. Um, her pictures are so cute. So we have our first Little Mix baby on the way. And this is great for us mixers because, you know, some of us are still in mourning about um, Jesse leaving the group. So, you know, this pregnancy announcement is just... This is everything. And shout out to her for doing um that confetti video pregnant. Cause it was a lot of dancing in there and she killed it. And then while we're on the, you know, that note of art appreciation with dancing and everything, I just want to give a shout out to Nicole Kirkland. Some of y'all probably don't even know who she is, but Nicole Kirkland is a um, choreographer. I have been subscribed to her channel since y'all it's been some years whenever the weekend by SZA came out that is how long I've been subscribed to her channel um and I just want to shout out to her because this girl is an avid like choreographer to some Chris Brown music okay and her you know talents finally took off um and Chris Brown attended one of her classes a few weeks ago and the videos have been going viral Shade Room has reposted um one of the dancers performing um because Chris Brown you know he was in the class he was in a chair and so just shout out to her because you know we got to always have appreciation for the arts Nicole Kirkland is killing it um and last but not least y'all your girl is finally back on IG they tried to lock me out my account was disabled but I'm back and I'm better than ever so y'all know come show me love on IG because I'm back in here they can't keep me down that's because she was hanging out with them clubhouse trolls. Y'all got I her was, account yo. shut down. Man, I didn't even do anything. Like, oh, I didn't want to get into it, but I did nothing. And next thing I knew, <laughs> my page was tweaking. So listen, be careful them rooms you're going to. Cause some of them people is just reporting by association. Okay. <laughs> all in the mix, as Dice would say, all in the mix. Man, I was like, I bet you, I bet you won't happen no more. I know that. Did you unlink it? Did you unlink your account? I sure did. I unlinked it. Well, and Clubhouse is getting weird, which Jordan will tell y'all about that. But, you know, it's getting weird. I had to unlink it. Well, I I don't blame you. Um, And ironically, we could just slide into our classes for the culture with the NYABGs. I actually wasn't going to drag Clubhouse today, Megan. So that's that's very funny. Um, Clubhouse is always weird. But the one thing I can say, aside from like just the updates they've been implementing, which you're right, are making it very weird. Like they keep asking me to join rooms and stuff like 10 times over. And I'm like, no, but anything or anyway, um, I have been seeing more like rooms about accountability, kind of holding some of the main trolls on Clubhouse, just accountable for the things that they've been saying. Um, One in particular, I won't even mention his name. Don't want to give him any airtime. Like the last time I was on there, um, there were a couple rooms that were confronting him about the things that that he said. Um, and just some of his beliefs, which are very offensive, like, you know, not saying that everyone's not entitled to their own opinion, but his opinions were very, very offensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I will say is Clubhouse is not getting dragged today because I do appreciate the new wave of accountability that has been coming in. And I like that people are having more, in my opinion, like meaningful conversations, like conversations that are going to lift your spirits when you walk away. They kind of, I think, leave you walking away with higher vibrations maybe maybe not honestly they're kind of on the same vibration as they were before but they're trying it's it's, it's a slow crawl <laughs> so i will acknowledge the attempt at progress right now yeah for so, sure yeah. It's, it's i think there's you know there comes a point in time i mean i think this is just life right like you go through like a two-week binge of love and hip-hop and then you wake up one day and say i'm tired of seeing that and i kind of think that's what's happening like people didn't show it out they didn't show their ass in every way they can on Beyonce's internet. And now they finally are like, okay, but can we get back to acting like we have some home training? And that's what I think is going on on that app. Yeah, they're trying. So, Whew. well, okay. In the, in the name of Clubhouse, please do not hesitate to join our Clubhouse um, group. It's called Not Your Average Black Girls. Average is spelled A-V-G. Black is spelled B-L-K. It's not completely spelled out. So please make sure that you join our Clubhouse group if you do have the app. Um, Fun fact, I did see a room the other day where they said like it's now... Um, out of beta and it's and it's offered to androids oh, or something so i'm not too sure how true that is but if you have an android 
Yes, if you have an Android, <laughs> go download the app. Guys. Android users, don't app. add me. Don't add me. Right. <laughs> All right, and we're on there um, pretty pretty often, and with premiere episode days. So be sure that you follow our club and also follow us on IG. Megan is Megan. Are you still Meg R Davis, or have you switched it up? No, on? that's still that's still me because I know they can't find me from there. But you know, <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> hey, I'm still the same. Don't worry about Ooh. what my name. We're gonna put it in the description for y'all and then that's how we know y'all real is if y'all read the description to go find well i'm gonna tell you mine because i don't know if y'all gonna read or not it's jordan (laughs) armina jordan armina and then you got daishi c simone but yeah no definitely go to the details and um join us on instagram also join us on clubhouse and yeah also too guys subscribe 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 to our podcast or apple podcast for immediate alerts every time a new episode airs we also invite you to follow us on youtube ig facebook and twitter at nyabg pod that is the at sign nyabg pod but if you forget everything that I've just said, the least you can do is visit our website, which is www.nyabgpodcast.com. All right, ladies and gents, we're still looking for your crazy egg stories. Yes, we are still looking for your crazy egg stories. So visit our IG page. The link to anonymously submit and share your story is in our um what is that the bio so yeah, yeah click that link and um and, and share your stories with us guys we want you to be a part of this episode we don't want to have to come looking for y'all so give us these stories please yes please 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 all right guys well until next time we'll catch you later bye bye